This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, July 28th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part five of their podcast, Addressing Climate Change with the Internet of Things and AI. And so every time you put that kind of variability into the grid, you lower its efficiency, which is a different way to generate more greenhouse gases. So we have had cases where actually adding renewables increases greenhouse gas because it catches it right on the on the on the crest. So when you look at how to use software and intelligence and data, the really obvious place to use that is to start moving toward an aggregation of those behind the meter meter resources and actually make them more palatable to the power company, the grid by allowing them to be dispatched and allowing them to be of significance. So they don't have to talk to 10,000 homes, they can talk to one aggregator. Mm -hmm. There's in fact a new FERC order that that basically starts to open this up. So we're going to see more and more of this. Now that's a very complex mathematical question because you can't just uh, let everybody put their own control system on every building that sits outside the uh, outside the meter and expect to have any kind of coordinated response to disturbances. I was having lunch with our own uh, CEO of our ISO here in California, and someone asked him, "What what would you like to see most in the world?" And he immediately answered, "I'd like to see the building start to respond when I'm in trouble before I send any marketing signals out." So we're really getting down to where if you want to control down to the speed that the power systems need it, there's a trade-off between efficiency, intelligence, and, and the actual generation. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The U.S. Senate passed legislation on Wednesday to pump billions of dollars into the domestic semiconductor industry. The Senate voted 64 to 33 to pass Chips Plus Act, which includes more than $52 billion for U.S. computer chip manufacturers and billions more in potential tax credits, plus funding for development of chip-related technologies. Proponents of the measure say it is necessary to help the U.S. catch up with China and other countries that have spent far more to boost semiconductor development. Industrial Info is tracking nearly 90 semiconductor projects worth more than $128 billion in the U.S., with Texas leading the pack in planned spending. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and her Canadian counterpart, Mary Ng, recently expressed opposition to Mexican policies that they believe undermines trade within North America. Tai, in a statement, requested dispute settlement consultations under the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, a trade agreement among the three countries signed in 2018. These disputes have emerged following Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez as Obrador's nationalistic policies, which have aimed to strengthen national state companies while sidelining private companies and investments. 
The Russian war on Ukraine has exposed multiple lines of vulnerabilities to national energy security. But while the main focus is on natural gas, those vulnerabilities reach deep into the U.S. power sector. Canada ended its reliance on imported refined petroleum products before the outbreak of war. The United States made its own decision to follow a similar course when Russia forces crossed into Ukraine in late February. In Europe, meanwhile, while the continental economies are working feverishly to break their dependence on Russian natural gas. Starving Russia of revenues from commodities such as oil and natural gas are meant to rob the Kremlin of funds for its war chest. But breaking decades-long dependencies is not an easy task, as it is evident from the inflationary strains and the geopolitical risk premium emanating from the war. Avangrid Incorporated, a subsidiary of Ibadrola SA, is proving that it isn't just fossil fuel giants who are enjoying strong business in the current energy crunch. The company is putting its profits toward infrastructure improvements and generation build-out, particularly in the U.S. Northeast. Industrial Info is tracking more than $8.5 billion worth of active projects from Avangrid, nearly $1 billion of which already are under construction. And the global oil and gas industry experienced a shakeup in 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic slashed demand and project developers deferred several projects that were on the drawing board. Industrial Info tracked more than $200 billion in oil and gas projects deferred at that time. However, a couple of years later, things are heating up again, especially in the natural gas sector. Demand is back and projects are once again moving along. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has shaken up the European gas sector as countries there learn to wean themselves from Russian gas, whether voluntary or involuntary. In a recent Industrial Info webinar, Shane Mullins, Industrial Info's Vice President of Product Development, and Jesus Davis, Research Specialist for the oil and gas production pipelines and terminals industries, discussed how these trends are shaking out in both North America America and on a global stage. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.